You're listening to Lighten Up with the Declutterista, and I'm your host, Becky Bass, the Declutterista. I'm all about having fun with mom life, decluttering, and interviewing inspiring guests. A tip that I just got from, I guess, Margot Crawford, who's here for productivity, we were just having a conversation, and there's something I wanted to share that she said that I've never really heard before, so I wanted to change your life and uh, tell you what she said. So I was apologizing because I just had Susan Finn and Margot on that I had to go do these segments. I'm like, I'm sorry, but I'm going to go. You know, we were talking about how people, usually women say they're sorry all the time. And I, I was joking. I'm like, I'm actually not sorry. I just feel like that's, I should be. So I'm saying it. So you think I'm a nice person. But Margot was saying that instead of saying, I'm sorry, I'm late, kind of turn that around to thank you for waiting for me. So I kind of like that. I think that's a more positive, um, you know, positive spin on words. Oh, I'm so sorry I'm late. I kept you waiting. It's so rude. Thank you so much for being patient. I really appreciate it. So I just love like the little word tweaks that can um, make a big difference. Now I'm going to go into my decluttering tip. So I was thinking about like when I declutter and when I find systems, come up with systems and ways to maintain organization And so I realized, and I don't know if this is the greatest advice, but this is what works for me. And I think this is when a lot of clients think to think to call me when they're kind of at their wits end. So I've had a time where like things are a little bit crazy between vacations, funerals, plays, birthday party, just kind of everything happening at once. And I kind of took a break, I feel like, from my house. And um, because I don't have a lot of stuff and because decluttering comes easy to me and I make quick decisions and because I don't like to putz around. I don't know if that's, that's not a great word, but I can tidy up pretty quickly. But when I'm feeling overwhelmed and everything's kind of a mess, I think it's more of a mental thing for me. But my advice is when you're just feeling like totally overwhelmed and just everything's chaotic, that might be a good time to declutter because you're not overthinking. You're just you're just like, oh, I just need a change. So I'm not saying just get rid of everything and then regret it, but I do think you might be in a better place to make quick decisions of things that don't serve you and you don't enjoy when you're a little bit in a frenzy. Like when my sister's doing, um, you know, an organ, uh, clearing a drawer or um, organizing, you know, bins or whatever, I'm like, oh, are you okay? Because that often means like there's something because it's an easy fix to feel better. So I think it's a good time to be productive with decluttering and maybe the time for systems and thinking about, okay, what container do I need? How can I make this work? How can I make this, um, the space it's best or that serves me the most? Like, where does it make sense to keep this in my kitchen? How do I organize my bedroom? More thinking is, you know, when you're in a more clear minded place, but when you're in a frenzy, just get rid of stuff, just go for it. But when you're in a place where you're really clear and ready to think about systems or what's going to work best for you and your family, that might be a better time to think about organizing and, you know, maybe go go get a container that's going to serve you and keep that space organized. So that is my decluttering tip. I am so thrilled to have Margot, not Margot. Margo with a T. Margo Crawford, certified productivity coach at Wave Productivity. 
Welcome to the show. Thank you so much. So glad to be here. I know. You would be great on TV because you're like dancing <laughs> to my music that I love. And it's so exciting. I've talked to you on the phone and um, it's just so great to have you here. And I feel like no pressure, but I think you might change my life. We can only hope. <laughs> <laughs> there's, a, there's a lot to work with. But your life is pretty good, right? It is. I have a podcast, so it, yeah. it must be great. Um, but yeah, this is so great to have you. So what would you what is exact what exactly is a productivity coach so when i'm working with my clients what we're looking at is making some very specific technical changes to the way they handle their workflow email management time management um, kind of all the work that's coming at you how do you handle it all and how could you handle it in a better way so there's two types of people that I work with, people who are very disorganized. They may have piles of paper. They can't find anything on their computer. They struggle day to day with getting their work done. I help them with the tips and tools that they can use so that they can become more productive and have better days at work. Then I also work with really high achievers. These are people who, yeah, they don't just meet their goals. They meet their goals by 110%. Mm. And they are looking to just kind of get that extra leg up and understand the way they work so that they can work better, faster. Oh, wow. Did you start off as an organizer? I did. So I've been in the organizing industry for 17 years. I started in June of 2003. So long time ago, it feels like. (laughs) Just a baby. Um, (laughs) It must have been. And um, I started in working in residential, doing homes and organizing. But I started... um, A few of my clients asked me to come into their businesses, which I started to do. And I just found it so much more challenging and exciting and interesting that I really started to focus in on my business, doing that kind of work with businesses, with C-level executives. And then I worked to get coaching and um, and different methodologies. That's great. Um, so did you come out of the womb organized? Or is I, it something you kind of got better and better at? Or how, how did that work? So um, it I definitely did not come out of the womb okay organized with like a folder and no no a label maker no. um, <laughs> ouch that was <laughs> i as a child had a messy room even in really? college if you walked into my room you'd be like oh my god oh. um it was just a mess what i tell my clients is that these are learned skills so i learned them I was very interested in productivity and organizing, which is how I got started in the field. And when you can take on these techniques and start using them on a regular basis, you will find that you're more organized and productive. Wow. I didn't know that. Okay. I thought I was an odd one that I'm not naturally organized at all, but I keep getting better and figuring it out and becoming like a problem solver. And I think that, I think that helps clients be more comfortable you know, if they don't see you, someone like super type A that naturally that way, like you get it a little bit more. So that's awesome. Absolutely. The struggle is real. Oh, yeah. You know, it it, uh, it affects your day. Just going through your day can feel like you're just slogging along. Mm-hmm. And I was in a job where I was just inundated with so much work and there was just so much to do. How could I handle it all? And I started picking up books on organizing and books on uh, – I got David Allen's Getting Things Done. It was one of the first books that I read on on organizing and productivity and really took his methodology to heart and implemented all of it in the work that I was doing. 
And so many people saw a change in me. I had a friend who was like, hey, you're so organized and productive. Can you help me? And I was like, sure. So I helped him out. And um, he would open up his backpack and it would like explode with papers and all kinds of stuff. So many people saw a change in him after working with him. They're like, what did you do? I want that. Mm. And I got introduced to a whole bunch of people who wanted to get organized and productive. And it really got started from there. So it got started. So David Allen, that would be the methodology because I've, I don't do a ton of research of this stuff. I kind of learn as I go, but David Allen is someone I started to look into a little bit. He's yeah. The, that's where it's at. I, I like his methodology. It's not for everyone. It's very involved. He'll even say on his podcast mm-hmm. that it takes about two years to actually implement fully. And sometimes he even struggles with his own methodology. <laughs> okay, I mean, that's what he's, he's saying on his pet, on his podcast. So I'm just repeating. He's what. keeping it real. He is. Yeah. So yeah. it took you two years to kind of this to be habitual. His okay. Yeah. It okay. took a while. I, I just find that it's not a cookie cutter approach. Like not everyone can use David Allen's system. It's a great system. It may not work for everyone. What will work? Okay. And it's it's working with my clients and finding. What is going to work for them? What are their strengths? What do they naturally get drawn to in their work that we can start implementing and pulling out that they can use and replicate in other projects and other areas of their work? Where I'm kind of at is, um, so I'm good at, you know, decluttering, organizing, getting rid of things, getting things done, giving them a big finished product. But what I'm realizing is I think they need to have some skills because, you know, clutter comes right back. Even if you're not out shopping all the time, it just, it's there. It's just constantly there. So I, are you good at helping them maintain these systems and teaching them the skills to be able to do it themselves? Absolutely. Okay. Yes. It's about teaching them the skills. So what I say to my clients is, imagine that you're in a little bird's nest and I'm the mother bird. (laughs) It's not that I'm kicking you out of the nest. I am teaching you how to fly. Okay. And it's not like after you fly and you get these techniques under control, it's not like you can't come back to the nest. We all need to come back to that nest. But it's you learning to fly on your own. Okay. I like that. I want to be in your nest. That sounds a little bit weird, <laughs> but I am a little bit strange. So, okay. So you worked in an office and you were overwhelmed and you figured it out and then you realized you do home, home organizing and then moved to business. So what are your uh, top productivity tips? One and the first one, it's the foundation of productivity is, are you getting enough sleep? Ooh. Yes. Really? So Bummer. most of most of us need about seven to nine hours of sleep each night. About 50% of the population is getting four to six hours sleep each night, which is considered sleep deprivation. And with sleep deprivation and the studies that they've done, they've taken a group of people who will have shots of tequila and alcohol, and they will have a group of uh, people in the study who are sleep deprived. And it's actually the people who went to work and did the activities and tasks under this study drunk, did a whole lot better of a job than the people who are sleep deprived. So that explains were, my life. Yeah. So when you're sleep deprived, you're actually going into work um, cloudy, foggy, not able to concentrate, not able to make decisions. Okay. It's like you're walking into work drunk. You're driving drunk. You know, all of these things affect all of the sleep patterns that you have affect how you perform each day. So making sure that you get enough sleep. Well, that's terrifying. Okay. So let's say you get cumulative. Can you get a cumulative of seven or does it have to be uninterrupted? 
Because I got a dog and kids that wake me up every day. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I'm not a doctor uh, and I'm I'm not a sleep expert. That's why I have you on. No, I'm <laughs> so um, they do say that you need about seven hours to eight hours sleep each night. Cumulative. Probably Tell me. not. No. no. It's helpful to maybe get your get replenished and get your body back into a natural sleep pattern. That is probably what's best. Because I'm doing like this, um, I don't want to say diet because I don't want to do diets anymore, but there's four basics and one of them is seven hours of sleep and mm-hmm. it's like, oh, it's everywhere. Now you have to tell me. Okay. So we got sleep down. Hope. We'll yeah. try. And and I have to say, um, sleep and diet go hand in hand. Yeah. So what happens is there's a chemical in your body, I believe it's called ghrelin. And mm. when you don't have enough sleep, it it enters into your body and, you know, and it will have you craving carbohydrates, sugars, salty foods, all, yeah, all the stuff <laughs> you're not supposed to be eating on a diet or yep. you know, have an, in a healthy diet. So so sleep deprivation and that gre- that chemical ghrelin go hand in hand to helping you not have a healthy diet. Okay. We'll, we'll figure, we got to figure the sleep thing out in my household. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, okay. So we got Sleep and what what other tips? We're in a better place to – we have more hope to be productive after we have sleep. Yes. So, so, so we're ready. I would say if you have push notifications on your phone or pop-up windows on your computer, shutting those off completely. And you become reactive to whatever pop-up window or buzz happens on your phone or on your computer. And you can stay more productive when you're not interrupted by those noises, the dings, blings pop-up windows that are happening i think the phone is totally i think it's totally screwing me up um and i'm i've looked how much screen time i have it's sick i don't even want to tell you i'm embarrassed but it's not like i'm scrolling through social media i'm more looking at the. i don't think they're dinging but you can see the notifications like on facebook so i'm always checking so when i actually tracked it's like 30 second intervals constantly it's not like a long scroll so do you mean i'll do like 30 seconds one, you know, then five minutes later, it's just this knee-jerk reaction. I can tell it changes everything when you're mm-hmm. kind of away from your phone. So how how's your screen? How do you manage your screen time? I really don't need to manage it. What I try and do is a lot of my work on my laptop directly and not so much working from my phone. Oh, okay. That's a good one. Because mm-hmm. it's so, so easy to just take it with you and do work on it. But I think it does, you know, you can be more productive on your laptop. That makes a lot of sense. Um, any other tips that you have off the cuff? So we have, we're taking our notifications off. We're getting sleep. We're maybe looking into David Allen a little bit. Yes. With email, if you can do it in two minutes or less, just get it done. And that I would say not just for email, but work in general. So if something comes your way and it's a quick reply, you know, you might need to sign something, whatever it is, if it's really quick, if you can sign it, send it, fax it, burn it, buy it. Get it next done. action. Yeah. Two minutes or less, just get it done. Because I'm pretty productive, but I always have, like, if I don't do something right away, I have a fear that I'm going to forget. So, and that's a little anxiety provoking as well. Sure. And my question to you would be, do you trust the system? Whatever system you've put in place. And you're shaking your head now. <laughs> <laughs> so. that's, well, that's part of the problem. I don't feel like I have a consistent, I think I must have more than I think because things are getting done. But just trying to figure out the best system is a little overwhelming. Like one of my questions is what apps or what 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 are your systems that you can't live without? Like what do you do? So for me, and I would not say this is for everyone, and I don't suggest that my clients use these um, 
as much, but I have a CRM. It's called One Page. It's an excellent CRM. It's very basic. It can handle some of the sales tracking. It's a CRM, sorry. It's uh, thank you for. <laughs> I don't want to do the lingo. Yeah. It's contact relations management. Okay. So all of my clients, customers, people that I have been in touch with, I want to make sure that I'm I'm reaching out to them on a regular basis. Okay. If I meet anyone at a networking event, I want to make sure that six months from now, I can reach out, send an email, and I have all that information at my fingertips. So I use a contact management software called OnePage. Okay. Very quick and easy. What's great about it is one of the prompts is, what's your next action? So what's your next action with this person? And then I can write in, oh, I want to email them in two months or send them a card or be on their podcast. (laughs) For example, did I make the CRM? (laughs) Of course you did. Yes. That's so awesome. That explains it because we talked on the phone and then you followed up. So Mm -hmm. you got a prompt. Mm -hmm. Very good. And then I also use Trello, which is a great app. It is used... um, uses the Kanban method, which was created by Toyota. So think about it as if you had index cards and each index card had something that you needed to do. You put those index cards on a bulletin board and could move them around really quickly. Okay. So it's just a visual cue to remind you of the things that you need to do. And then you can put them in order and prioritize them in that way. I've been thinking about Trello. And then is there like a Dasana or there's an Asana Asana. is another one. Okay. Yeah. There's some really great apps out there and it really matters. They all do the same thing so that you can share information. You can prioritize. You can put information in very quickly. I think what is important when you're choosing a project management or task management app is that you look at the interface. What looks and feels good for you when you start to use it. What are you actually going to use? Or what are you not like overwhelmed? Yeah. And there are some apps that will track tasks and they're more gaming. Um, they're, so so it's hard to explain. Yeah. But, but each task you do, you can get a coin, you can build your avatar, oh, you can funny. win the princess. So if you are competitive, if you like video right. games, that's a great app for you to use. Trello's not going to work for you. It might be boring. But this app um, with the gaming technology will help you, prompt you to do the work because you want to win. That's so funny because, spoiler alert, um, I was thinking of how to make people more interested in decluttering on their own. I was thinking making it into like a game. So mm-hmm. some someday. Yeah. yeah. Like for those people who like want to have a community and compete and get coins and get the princess, have a, have a decluttering avatar with like a bandana. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it could be fun for someone a little bit and have my voice. I'm like, yeah. you got this. Yeah. Wouldn't everyone want to download that? Um, so that's awesome. So I had some questions from my uh, declutterista community. Um, one of my friends actually said she works she's a a mom of three she works from home and she has you know all the home stuff to do as well she's also an interior designer and how do you you know how do you manage um you know working from home and also managing your family i mean that's a very broad question but what tips do you have for her to stay focused and get things done so there's a technique called the Pomodoro method. And what you do is you set a timer for 25 minutes. And after 25 minutes, you take about a three to five minute break. And you set that Pomodoro four times, which is about an hour and a half, which is pretty much 
all in terms of brain science, it's pretty much all the brain can take before it needs a longer break. So you would set four Pomodoros, your timer four times 25 minutes. And after that, you take about a 10 to 15 minute break. What's great about that 10 to 15 minute break is you can head down to the kitchen and empty the dishwasher or load the dishwasher or switch the laundry or sweep the kitchen floor. Those smaller tasks that can keep your home together, you can do during your Pomodoro. So you're getting some really focused time and work done, but then you're able to work on some smaller tasks throughout the house. I love that. And I think it's funny because you said what's really great is you can unload the dishwasher. And that does not sound exciting, but that's how I that's how I roll. I'm like, ooh, I, I don't want to do this for too long so I can sneak this in. So yeah, that, that is not a very exciting task, but I would get excited too. Ooh, I can do this and then do this because productivity, I think, is a little bit exciting. Yeah. And with a mom that's so busy, three kids, a business, there's also that short break to do some self-care. Mm. You know, what if you did five minutes of meditation or you went into the bathroom and just cut your, like did your nails or you did something yeah. really quick and easy for yourself. Showered. Yes, exactly. <laughs> exciting exactly. exciting stuff that, like that. If it's that busy, yes. <laughs> and I have another, um, another friend who was saying she works a full-time job and has two passion businesses and four kids. So how does she, you know, how does she do it? But I guess something similar. I don't even know. So I would suggest to her to um, so take a please, break. Please take a nap so we can catch up. <laughs> right? Oh, my gosh. I know. It's a lot to take on. And I don't know what specific questions she'd have. But really focusing in on the work that she has to do for each of those compartments, each of those little boxes of work. Mm-hmm what needs to get done and tracking those on a regular basis, making sure that she has a system that she trusts and that she's entering in whatever pops in her mind that goes into that system so that it's not rummaging around in her mind. It's in a system that she trusts. She can go back to that system and then deep dive into the work that she needs to do. Rummaging in the mind. That's that's definitely what happens to me. Like for example, for me, after this, I had a client, a decluttering client for two hours, but they canceled. And that's okay because I like having free time, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of overwhelmed with all the things I could do. So I I mean, what do you think? Just having a list of all the projects so that I know exactly what I can do if something, if free time happened to, to arise? I mean... Exactly. Yes. Yeah. It's uh, actually something that David Allen talks about, keeping an actions list. And then after this podcast... You might feel a little tired or you might be really energized. And that's the time of not a specific, I'm going to do this now, but what is my energy and what actions do I have on my list of things to do and what is a match? Mm. Because you'll dive into that and be far more motivated when you can match your energy with the action. Mm. And also, um, I've heard finding what time of day are you most productive? Absolutely. What do you? What are your times that you're like banging, banging things out? Absolutely in the morning. Yeah, I am a morning same. person. Yeah. Um, I have a dear cousin who she needs to quietly wake up, mm. have coffee. She's like up and running by ten or eleven, um, and more of a night owl. So. She knows that in the afternoon she can get most of her productive work done then. So kind of understanding where your energy lies and how you can maximize it throughout the day is really important. What do you do? Like, 
are you good at like just unwinding? Like you're just done, you're tapped out. Like for me, when I put the kids to bed, I just want to be like a Netflix pumpkin and do nothing. Like, are you able to just unwind? When are you done? Or are you just ready? Kind of always on the go. Not, not at the morning level, but yeah. I'm not always on the go. No, mm-hmm. I really take time to replenish. I'm very much an introvert. So when I'm out and about doing networking, I make sure that time after that or the next day, I am in a quiet space. I might be reading and reflecting and just quiet because going out networking and being, you know, pushing myself to be a little bit extroverted takes a lot of my energy. I've heard that. (laughs) It must be hard because you have a lot, you know, you have a good business. So Mm -hmm. you really have to like force yourself as an introvert to put, to get out there or it's mostly just like the, the good job with word of mouth or a little bit of everything. So I'm very lucky in that I get lots of referrals from clients. So in that way, when I'm out networking, it's more that I am building my body of work. So I'm not just coming into a client with just me. I'm coming in with a connection of people that can help my clients. So when my clients begin to trust me, they will ask me everything from where do I go for a financial planning and where can I go for a pet sitter? There's a variety of questions and connections that I need to have to make my clients successful in what they do. Okay. Is it a BNI or another sort of networking that you do or whatever? I just kind of go to different places. Okay. Good for you. If you're, I mean, I couldn't tell you're an introvert because you're very, you know, bubbly, but that's not, I hear it's not easy because I I love to do networking. Um, So it's, but I think deep down I'm an introvert too, Um, since you asked. (laughs) But but the lesson in that is that whatever takes a lot of your energy, Mm. it might be that you're extroverted and then to sit down and to maybe do a report for one of your clients or do social media where you're not actively engaged with people might take more energy for you. So then what do you need to do to balance that out? Mm. What do you need to do to replenish that energy back? Mine is to rest. I think I need to replenish before the kids come home because I I think they, you know, deserve my best, not like, you know, you know, just networking or um, or clients, but um, and my husband, that's a whole nother replenishing. Um, (laughs) So are you ever a hot mess? Generally, no, but (laughs) honest answer, I would say this. I think every there are times in our lives where stuff happens where we're maybe not at our best. Um, People in our family get sick. We get sick. There are times when the struggle is real, right? Mm -hmm. So then what do we need to do to bounce back from that? How quickly can we recover? I'm Mm -hmm. lucky in that over 17 years, I built a whole toolbox for myself of techniques that I can use and pull out quickly and easily so that I can get back on track. And that's what I teach my clients to do as well. Take us into your tool belt. <laughs> what what so, tricks do you so have? So some of the tricks that I told you about, sleeping, making sure that notifications are off, mm-hmm. um, specific things that you can do for email, management that, mm-hmm. that would be helpful, planning and prioritizing, making sure you have time for that. Are you into uh, mindset stuff? Like are you into like the self-help sort of thing where you can kind of switch your brain going from a negative place or that's not – it, it is, and it's also stuff that I walk through with my clients on. Mm-hmm. So they may not be in the space where they're feeling productive. So what would that look like for you? Mm-hmm. How would you shift your thought process mm-hmm. in becoming more productive awesome. or a leader or more confident or a better communicator? 
So those are the things that I talk about with my clients when we're actively engaged in coaching. Okay. So you said the two types of clients you tend to work for. So like, um, but it sounds like you're working more with businesses, right? Yes. But are you still working in um, residential or? No, I haven't worked in residential in uh, over a decade. Oh, that's good to know because I'm asking yeah. you all these residential questions. So let's <laughs> let's focus on, you know, the business. So who are your ideal clients or who, like, who are you looking for? Who should, who are you the perfect problem solver for? So it's usually people in the C-level suite. So chief, what does that mean? Oh, okay. chief, oh, that's right. Um, chief operating officer, um, CEO, those roles. Yeah. That's great. Small business owners as well. I have a lot of small business owners coming to me. And I also work with a lot of serial entrepreneurs. So these are people who own more than one business, like your friend who she has like two side hustles and a full-time right. job. So working with serial entrepreneurs, those are people who they're inundated with not just one business, but two. They usually have more than one email inbox. They usually have more than one employee. How okay. do they manage all that? And they have these great big ideas for the next big thing. And how do they get that off the ground? Implement it. Mm -hmm. Okay. Are you more like, so it seems like uh, multitasking is not cool. It's not cool. (laughs) It's not, we're always like, I'm such a great multitasker, but it's really like energy sucking, not productive, right? Is Okay. So you're down with that. Okay. Yes. Yes. Because what's, what, how the brain works is that, you, it's not that your mind is working on two different things. It's that your, your brain is shifting and switching from one task to the other. Okay. And in that switching, it is exhausting. Mm, Okay. And we'll make more mistakes. All kinds of issues come up when you're multitasking. I would say this, there are times when multitasking can happen. If you're doing some kind of rote task, So um, if you are in your business and you are sending out a mailing and you're folding up letters and stuffing envelopes, a very rote task. Okay. You could then have a conversation or have music playing in the background. In fact, music in the background, like when you're doing a rote task, can be motivating and uplifting. Mm -hmm. But when you are working on a task where you need your energy and your focus, Having music with lyrics in the background can interrupt and cause a lot of unfocus. So you need to be careful with that. Okay. And are you more, I'm, I read, I'm eat the frog. Mm -hmm. So are you more, is it depend on the person? Are you more team do the hardest thing and then everything else will come easy or do all the little nudgy things? Or is it depend on the person? I think it depends on the person. I think it also depends on your energy. Okay. So, So, you know, on a day where you got like, four hours sleep because the kids were sick and that might not be the day that you're going to eat the frog. Right. Okay. So maybe you need to shift it to another day. Okay. Because I feel like when I do the nudgy things, I don't really feel that much better. There's because there's just always more. Maybe that's because I don't have the proper system to feel confident that all the nudgy things are there for when I'm ready for it. So what's nudgy? What, what What do you mean by nudgy? That's a good point. Not brain power, but just, yeah, what do I mean by nudgy? Uh, paying bills or um, mail, just all that kind of like not brain power, but just not sexy. So, yeah. <laughs> so it's the busy work, not the productive yeah, work. Yeah, I guess I say the busy work. Yeah. And so 
oftentimes what happens is that we love checking off stuff off our list. Right. And it's the nudgy stuff. Yeah. The easy stuff, the busy stuff that we can easily check off. Right. And so many of the people that I'm working with are looking at, okay, how can I do that deep dive? When do I do that deep dive? What does that look like? How can I really start shifting and changing and looking at my business in a different way? Mm -hmm. Like revenue generation should be a major focus, if not the focus, for a lot of small business owners. And if they sit and do the busy, nudgy stuff, that revenue generation may not happen. Right. Or or happens in a reactive way instead of a proactive way. Okay. So what 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 is the is it a package to work with you if a business wants to work with you is it hourly or what what do you offer for your business owner or CEO type how does that work So we start off with a five call package the first call is an assessment so really looking at where are you right now and where do you want to be Okay and then we start deep diving into whatever challenges they have around productivity it can be email management workflow all of those different things after that five calls, we'd start looking at, okay, do we need another five call package? What is that going to look like? Um, in that first five call package, we're meeting weekly. I want to make sure that the person that I'm working with feels completely supported. They're not questioning what's happening for them. And also we're building that coaching relationship and that requires trust. So making sure that we're meeting once a week, building on that relationship and then by the end of those five calls, we're starting to look at behavior change and habit change. That takes a little bit longer. So we may go from weekly to every other week to once a month, then maybe once a quarter. And it depends on what challenges that person has. Sometimes it can happen in five calls and we're done. Mm -hmm. Other times it's longer. And I've had clients who just want to talk it out. They want to have an objective person who's looking at kind of their business in a productive way mm -hmm. and managing what they need to do and prioritizing that work for them. So oh, that's them. great. Um, yeah, it just seems like such a valuable resource. You definitely know what you're doing. You have the experience. You're lovely and friendly. So I would I would totally hire you. Thank you. <laughs> and thank you so much for coming on the show. And what's the best way to reach you, Wave Productivity? Or Yes. So waveproductivity.com. I have a wonderful blog that you can be a part of. It comes out twice a month. It is usually great, valuable tips on ways of being more productive. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you. It was a delight. I think I, what do I usually say? It's amazing, but I'm, you got, you're a delight and you're amazing too. As you are too. Oh, lovely. Thank you. <laughs> Take care.